It's time to talk travel on to NURFM. And joining me today is Barry Warwick. And uh, some interesting developments in airports, Barry. Well, yes, Jane. I travelled recently to Perth and uh, just the check-in process has changed from when I first started in the industry. And I thought that we might go through and recap a little bit about the check-in process these days. Which has changed a lot. It has changed remarkably. And gives you a lot more control. Um, Maybe. (laughs) Maybe, yeah. (laughs) And it can be a little bit daunting as well, which for new people or people that haven't travelled before, uh, turning up to the airport and you see not the familiar faces of a check-in staff that you go up to, but these little stands, mechanical stands that you go to, you type in your name, they bring up your flight number and they print your boarding pass for you. And it's a whole new experience. So it saves, can save time, can it? Well, it's certainly cut down a lot on the queues. You know, the time of uh, really queuing to check in is starting to disappear. And with these, uh, it's, it is a fairly quick process. Mind you, I managed to make it take a little bit longer than it should, but it is it does make it easier. And your boarding pass is printed and then you take it over to the baggage drop. And this time I noticed that the baggage drop had actually changed at Sydney Airport before you still took it to a person, went on the scales and it just went through. And if you had to pay extra, you paid extra. Um, now with the, the baggage, uh, you put it on the little, or on the scale, uh, after you've, atta- of course, detached the baggage la- tags, uh, and it will actually weigh the bag, zips it into place, tells you if it, you've got a tag, uh, an electronic tag still from another trip, which I'd managed to leave one on one of the suitcases, and it said, that was um, up. Mm. yeah, said it was confused. <laughs> So I then had to take it off and and um, check to see where this little uh, code bar or barcode was. But it's just amazing that it can actually weigh your suitcase, check that you're going to the right destination. Uh, you pop your boarding pass under a scanner, which tells the the lines it up with the checks to make sure that it's the flight numbers correspond, and then you just walk away and walk upstairs to uh, where you check in uh, or where your departure lounge is and go through security. So it actually takes care of the bag from the time you put it on the scale. That's right, and you just walk away. And look, there's there's new developments happening with, um, with baggage in that Every airline has a different system. So you do have to be very diligent and check before you um, board an aircraft. At the airport, I saw a lady that had about four bags that she wanted to take on board the aircraft uh, as hand luggage. And you just really can't do that. Most airlines do insist that you only have the one uh, one bag uh, plus a handbag and, you know, perhaps a carrier coat or a computer satchel, etc., and the one-hand luggage. So you do have to be careful with the weight as well because some airlines, it's 10 kilos they allow you to take on board. Others allow you only 7 kilos. The baggage does have to be within a certain size, and I've, I've seen 
more so in America than in Australia, but uh, where they actually have, they're trying to take a full suitcase on board. And I just wonder why people try that when there's such limited overhead luggage. Yes, and you don't want anything heavy up there anyway. No, not that there are many crashes these days, but you always think that if one of those bins does come open and a suitcase comes out, you don't want to be the person underneath that uh, that falling don't. Yeah. Now, can we go back to getting your boarding pass? You, you front up to your little machine and it asks you for, do you have to just put your name in or can you put more th- other, other things um, you can put there in? There are a couple of ways you can do it. You can, if you're a frequent flyer, you can put your frequent flyer card and it will search for the reservation that way. Uh, I just looked for the, my, just typed in my name and then it brings up a whole list of flights that have the same surname as you. You choose which one that you're you're actually travelling on and then it'll bring up your reservation and you just check that the name's right. If there are two of you travelling together that are on the, the you can actually both do the check in at the same same time. And do you get your seat allocated in this process too? Now, if, you, if you've previously allocated the seat, it'll have it there. They will have a seat number behind either, uh, or there if you haven't allocated it, and it's at this time that you can often change it. Now, just to confuse matters, you can check on in online before you actually go to the airport. Now, again, this varies from airline to airline, from anything from 24 hours before to 48 hours before. You can actually check in, take your printed boarding pass along to the airport um, with you. So And avoid that process that way. But yeah. you don't get your luggage tags that way, do No, you? you don't get your luggage tags that way. So, <laughs> so I, I actually haven't tried that, uh, you know, what you need to do if you you haven't obtained um, your baggage tags. But I would assume that you would just go to one of these little things, put your boarding pass under, and then it will note that you've checked in and then print off your baggage. It's amazing. Technology making modern life different, maybe easier even. Making it easier. And once you get the hang of it, it's a great system. Uh, Until you get the hang of it, it's always fun to talk travel, and we do it at this time every week on 2NURFM. Talking travel today with Barry Warwick, joining me, Jane Klein. We do it for our sponsor, Travel World on King. And, Barry, still we were talking about check-ins and uh, how it's changed at airports, and we were talking more about domestic airports before. Before we get on to airline seating, what about international? Is that as easy? Um, internationally, there are changes taking place and really checking in online before is an excellent idea before going to the airport because you get to go to a separate, you're usually with most airlines, go to a separate check-in area and because all your details are recorded, it does make it a, a little quicker and then you can, they still need to check your passport and uh, still need to actually weigh your bag. But and ask you whether you've got any prohibited goods in your baggage. Exactly, yes. Those things. <laughs> yeah. So that, that, um, that in a lot of ways remains the same. Now, check-in for international is usually open for most airlines around about three hours before. But Qantas are going to shortly uh, trial a process where you can actually check in at any time during the day. 
One of the provisos with this um, new check-in procedure is that you won't be able to leave the airport. So you'll still have to be in the terminal, but it does make it a lot easier if you arrive, you know, that four hours before and you think, oh, I just just want to get rid of the bag, go through immigration and, and relax or even stop outside and have a look at the shops or grab a meal outside before you actually go through. So I think it's a, gr- a great idea and I hope the trial's a success. Yes, indeed. Now, if you're overseas and you're checking in uh, on an international flight but you don't have access to a printer, uh, is that going to be tricky for getting a boarding pass? That You usually need to have access to the printer because they still like to to see that um, that piece of paper. So overseas, unless you've got access to the printer, I'd still do the still rock up to the airport and uh, do the normal check-in. It's just that you do end up facing a longer queue. Seating on aeroplanes. Yeah. Seating on aircraft is, is always a, a difficult issue and it's certainly changed uh, a lot. Uh, as well. At one stage, you couldn't allocate seating. Then they moved to a lot of airlines were allowing you to allocate seating. Now, some airlines are actually charging for seating. So, mm-hmm. Charging for every seat or just special ones? Yeah, if you want your seats pre-allocated, for example, Qantas internationally, if you want to choose your seat, you actually do pay a fee for an economy seat where you can go in and, and choose it. If you want an emergency exit seat, you pay additional for that. Uh, but at least it gives you leg room. But you still have to meet the criteria of that emergency exit seat, which is you have to be able to help people. Uh, can't be children under, I think it's the age of 12. So there are there is a little bit of criteria that you do have to meet. But with seating... Uh, it, at least it allows you to, if, particularly if you want that aisle seat, it allows you to choose that aisle seat and you know that you've paid for it and so therefore you're going to, to get it. Now, to complicate matters a little bit further, people with that are frequent flyers that have a high status, they get to, it's one of the perks is that they often get it free or they get to choose seats that you can't see when you check in. So if you're only travelling once a year, uh, you might find the seats are very limited and down the back and you think, oh, I'd really like something up the front. Some airlines do actually restrict where you're sitting uh, by the type of fare that you've paid or your status as a frequent flyer. So uh, some airlines still allow you to, to do the seating free of charge and it's something that... When you're booking that ticket, you should really check to see if you can get your seating allocated. At least you then know where you're going to be. Exactly. And that's Talking Travel for today. Yeah, thank you, Jane. Thank you, Barry Warwick. And we'll be back to Talk Travel again next Friday after the 1 o'clock news on 2NURFM.